Yes, guys, welcome to the PK Football Podcast with FPL Citizens. And DJ will be talking all things football, Premier League, FPL, every week. No matter what it is, we'll be talking it. Yeah, pretty much all the news going on uh, in the world of football, mostly like Premier League stuff. I'm a City fan, he's a Spurs fan, so we might talk about them a fair bit, but we'll try and include all the teams that we can. And we're not just going to be focused solely on Big Six. Um, we'll try and just include all the teams in the league, all the way down to even like Luton Town. We'll, we'll um, try not to be biased, but um, we can't promise anything. We're, we're both quite um, avid followers of our teams, but I'd say we're pretty unbiased, don't you think? Yeah, no, I, no, we are. We'll give um, points for... Obviously, we'll back our teams like everyone does, but if we have to say something against our team, like if something's going wrong, we'll say it as it is. If we think someone's better than someone else, even if it involves players of our own club, then we'll say it as it is. But every week we'll try and get like a topic. This week we're going to do January transfer because it kind of makes the most sense. We're going to go through for every single club and we're going to pick one player that we think they should sign um, that would make a difference for the last like six months of the season. Um, we've also got a game as well that's going to be at the end. We're going to try and do this every single week. It's going to be called Football Five Aside. You'll see what it's like at the end. But basically we're going to have to pick a defender, two midfielders and two attackers that we think are going to return this week, so clean sheets for the defender and then goals or assists and the midfielders or the attackers will get us points and we'll keep a tally from now to the end of the season. So we've got like half a season left so we can see by the end how we've done. And yeah, we'll have to try and think of something at the end for whoever wins it just to try and keep the challenge going. But yeah. Nah. We, could, we could put a forfeit on it. Yeah, a little something. We'll, we'll, we'll have a wager. We'll have a forfeit. Think, we'll, have, we'll have a think of something but for now, we'll just get into it today and see what the game's like. But it sounds like a good idea. If it isn't, and if we have we'll any ideas and way. any changes, then we can change it. But it seems like a good good sort of idea. But firstly, if we get into our January transfers, we're going to do it from yeah. the league table up. Um, obviously, we know a bit more about the bigger clubs because we're both obviously big six fans. But we do watch football and we do watch a lot of Premier League <laughs> football. So, yeah, pretty much any game this on, we will be watching it. And yeah, so we do, know, we do know, we do yeah. Yeah, watching the AFCON at the moment. Obviously, when there's nothing else on, watching a bit earlier. I think Nigeria are actually playing now. I'm not sure what the score was, but it was 1-0 when I last saw. So It was, yeah. Will Truce the Kong bag the pen. Yeah, for some reason, Osman didn't take it. And he may feature yeah. later in this. He probably will. It's it's finished now. It's 1-0. It's, it's finished. It's Egypt, Ghana. Nice. So, Ivory Coast had a host, haven't they? They Can't are, yeah. And they've, um, they've fumbled to, to the Super Eagles. Yeah. Right. Should we... Anyway, Premier League, top to bottom, a sign in each. We're starting at the top. We're starting with Liverpool, and I've gone for Usman Diomande of Sporting Lisbon. Yep. That's a pretty I just good think, pick. Just think Endo isn't long-term. He's, he's only 20. He's got loads of loads of interest. Liverpool's a big club. They're doing brilliantly. They're doing brilliantly with Endo, but I think they could use that in the future. What about you? You know, that is a good pick. Um, I've gone for Tadebo from... Um... Is it, is it Nice he plays with? It's Nice, it is Nice, yeah. Yeah, it is Nice. I thought it was Nice. Yeah, he's been linked with quite a few clubs. He's been linked with United. Obviously, he's linked with Spurs, but then you've gone and got uh, Dragushin. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, um, Yeah, that's that's the one. But I think for Liverpool, like people might think they don't need a centre-back, but Gomez has got uh, quite a bad injury. I think he might be an ACL injury. Canate is in and out of the team sometimes. Sometimes he picks up a few injuries. They have a key he's made a glass, 
Yeah, and Van Dijk as well, obviously. He's not getting any younger. So I think someone like Tadebo might just provide him good cover, especially at the moment as well, because Joe Gomez keeps having to play out fullback with the fullback injuries. Obviously, Trent's out. Robertson, I think he's coming back, and Shimakas is also out. So Joe Gomez is sort of getting shifted all over the place. So Robertson's back next month, but I agree they do need some defensive cover. So, yeah, I think they're both valid shouts. Moving on to my club, City. First, uh, I've gone for uh, Lucas Paqueta from West Ham. We was linked for him in the summer. We would have signed him in the summer, but then the betting thing came about and never happened. We went and signed Mateus Nunes, which still don't really understand the sign and don't really know where he's fitting into the team. But I think Paqueta would be um, much more ideal in the team, maybe next to Rodri and then whatever, really. But I think we, we could do with that midfielder. Obviously, De Bruyne is kind of like a new signing, but at the same time, one more injury to him. And so he he's only, he's like only getting and, older anyway. Yeah, and he's getting older, just like Van Dijk is as well. I mean, Ron has had a lot of um, injury issues the last, well, the last 12 months, really, since since about April when he'd done his hamstring the first time and then done it again in the Champions League final and then obviously missed this whole season. Who yeah. have you gone for? I mean, we keep talking about players only getting older and I've gone for Tamori from Milan purely because Walker is only getting older and he's probably one of the only centre-backs in the world that can match him for pace over short distances. Maybe not yeah. match him to an extent, but you're going to need to replace that recovery pace at some point because it will catch you up. He's not been great this season. I know you're, um, true. you're not yeah. the biggest fan of him at the moment. I, not I always moment, will no. be. No. Um, uh, Spurs boy. No, yeah, but... I still love Kyle Walker and still up there, top two right backs in the Premier League time, probably even number one. But number one, at the moment, number one. he's um at the moment, if we had a fully fit eleven, he wouldn't be playing. As simple as that. But he is, no. and he's now the captain, so it is what it is. Moving on to Villa, I've gone for Borja Mayoral. He's got twelve goals in the league at the moment. It's a bit of a bit of a different shout, but I think it's a different sort it's of strike for Ollie Watkins and. He wouldn't play up front with him, but I think one. I think an injury to Watkins could be a bit of an issue for them. Obviously, they're also in the Conference League, which they have a good chance of winning. But if they want to keep going as well uh, in the Premier League and try and get into the Champions League, obviously people are saying about title, but I don't think so. But if they want to at least try and get into the Champions League, I think they're going to need someone else other than Watkins because I think playing him from now to the end of the season every week up front, they're either going to slip out the, uh, the Conference League, which might not be the worst thing, but they would like to win something because Villa have not won anything for quite some time so a, a yeah. while so that's, I think you're not, a, you're not a huge fan of John Duran either are you so no. it makes sense I've I've gone for a, a bigger calibre of player than Paolo Dybala I think if they really want to push for top four they're going to want to sign a big name he is 30 now but he's still got that quality I think Emi Martinez could be a factor in trying to bring him in and he's got there's some release clauses in his contract and so with Mourinho leaving Roma I can't see why not so, yeah, I think that would no. be a good signing for them. Yeah, no, uh, no, that's not even unrealistic as well. The signs that they've been making, like the Arby and stuff, are sort of un- unexpected, but they've got the money as but well. They've got they, a lot they've more got money than people and... realise, and they've shown it last summer. I'm saying the football they're playing, they've got the, the pull at the moment. 100%, another team, 100%. Another team that has pull at the moment is Arsenal, with, of course, Declan Rice coming in the summer. Who have you gone for for Arsenal? I've gone for Ivan Tony. It's pretty obvious. Just come back from his ban. He's playing on the weekend. Um, he'll probably bag a goal. That's what, probably what he'll do in his return. And he's the type of guy who'd want to come back to prove a point. So these next five, six months, whoever he's playing for, I think he'll score goals. He quite obviously saw... wants out. Oh, yeah, he wants out. He said in an interview like yesterday that he wants to go and play at the highest level. That's never going to be at Brentford. And he's always said, obviously there's been things of what he said about Brentford in the past. But 
Yeah, I think Tony to Arsenal, I think that would improve them a lot. However, I still don't think it would mean Arsenal would win the league because I think their problems are deeper than the fact that they don't score goals. I think in the midfield as well, Odegaard's not performing. Havertz isn't that guy. And I think they just lack a bit. And obviously their wingers aren't performing to the best. So I think they need, I don't think they need more signings. I just think some of their key players from last season aren't performing. Maybe due to depth, maybe just due to just not being informed all the time. Because last year, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli were absolutely insane for most of the season right till the end. But they're not going to play like that every year. So, yeah, simple as that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's any footballer. No one, apart from Messi and Ronaldo, can perform at that level for that long. And you saw it with the yeah. drop-off at the end of last season. Yeah, everyone's in and out uh, of form. I, but I just think Arsenal aren't good enough at the moment. So, yeah. I do agree with you. They have got problems in midfield. But their biggest problem is putting the ball in the back of the net. Jesus, not good enough. And Ketia, he should be shipped out. I've gone for Benjamin Sheshko for them to sign from Leipzig. Doesn't get many minutes there. So it could bring the price down. I know he's had a couple of injuries this season, but he is a man to put the ball in the back of the net, like they had with Aubameyang, like they had with Lacazette for a few years. And it's it's what they need, really, because when yeah. players like Saka and Martinelli aren't putting are bagging the goals for them, then no one is. Anyway, yeah, no. right yeah, to my boys. You can go I feel first. Like we, go I feel first, like we might sorry. agree on this one. Um, I've gone for Conor Gallagher. I am denied about Anana. I am denied about Anana, but I think Gallagher, he, he is the better player. Anana, I mean, there's a lot of Everton fans that have been slating him recently. I've seen it quite a bit. And it, although they probably will be looking to get someone like him off their books because of their issues with financial fair play, I just think Conor Gallagher would be the better sign and it would suit our system more. I mean, and he is just a better player. And he's still only young. He's only 23, so it's not unrealistic. You know, I agree with all the points you made. Um, I do like Conor Gallagher as a player. One of the Chelsea players I do like. Um, he works really hard, and yeah, I think he'd be a good addition, although I don't think that one would happen, but I think that would be a sign that would uh, improve Spurs. But yeah, moving I, on I to West Ham. Yeah. Um, I've, for West Ham, I've gone for Sir Hugh Girassi from Stuttgart. He had a blinding start to the season. He was yeah. outscoring the best striker in world football in Harry Kane. Agree to disagree with that one. Yeah. But his injury, of course, he's not scoring while he's injured, same as Haaland at the moment. But he he's very similar to Antonio. He's almost like a buffed up version of Antonio. He can carry the ball better, he can score better, he can link play. He's what they need because Jared Bowen's a brilliant player and I, I rate him a lot, but he's so much better off the right than he is up front. And I think that is what they need. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's a good pick. He will actually be my next one after this one. But for West Ham, I've gone for Armando Broya. He's been linked to them as well, so it's a pretty obvious one. But they think they do need a striker because Bowen's been playing up front and he has done a very good job there. But I think that they could do with someone who is a natural goal scorer. I mean, Bowen is a goal scorer, but I mean someone who plays up there, proper number nine, someone to put the ball in the back of the net, sort of out of nothing as well. And I think um, it'll be a good move for him as well because he's not getting the minutes at Chelsea, so... I think um, there's someone, there's someone for Bowen to play off of as well. Yeah, exactly. Like he used because... to do that for Antonio, but Antonio's not a good enough footballer, I don't think. So I think Broy right. would be um good for good for everyone really. Chelsea get some money. West Ham they need him and for Broy's career as well. So yeah. For United, yeah. like I just said, I went for Garassi because Hoyland, I do rate him. Obviously he's only got two goals, but I don't think that's all his fault. Obviously he's coming to United at a very tough time. I mean, the last ten years has been tough for them. But that's for another conversation. But anyways, with Garassi, all the points are pretty much just made. But yeah, I think he's a good goal scorer and he's a bit more experienced than Hoyland. And I think that, obviously, I don't know how old even is Hoyland, like 20 or something? 
Hoyland's 20, Garassi's 27. Yeah, as far as I'm yeah so so it's another option because Martial, I mean, he's never fit. And even then, I don't think he's really fast. He's, They'll probably get rid of him as soon as they can. Don't really like Rashford when he plays up front. Um, he's also in and out of, in and out of form a lot, but I think he's much better off the left than he is um, up front. So I think Garassi is just an option, really, for when um, Hoyland maybe a bit out of form because you can't play these young guys all the time. Like I think that they're going to be out of form because they're just not got that experience, especially in bigger games as well. So maybe someone like Garassi could just be a different option. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I think they have got issues up front. Hoyland is starting to come to form and I think he will be a brilliant footballer in the coming years. So that said, I don't think that's their biggest issue on the pitch. I think their midfield yeah. is so all over the place. I know they've got injuries at the back. They've got injuries up and down the pitch. But I think their midfield means that they, they're just individuals and it gives them no style of play. So I've gone for Joao Neves from Benfica. He's only yeah, young. He's so highly rated. And I think a player like him, he is so much better than anyone, anyone else they have in that midfield apart from Bruno. And it gives Bruno more freedom to play his hero ball football and not have to drop in at right yeah. back. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, Brighton, I've gone Kyle Walker-Peters. They get quite a few fullback injuries. Veltman's pretty old. Lamptey's always injured. He can play either side. Simple as that, really. Who have you gone for? I've gone Medina from our lens. Law. Yeah. In France, I think Brighton is such a hard one to pick for because you would just end up going for a random 17-year-old from Bolivia. Yeah, exactly. That's probably what but I actually will sign. But we've gone for I, players I went for a name. I know and players that other people actually know. Yeah. Chelsea next. I think this one's quite obvious. I've gone for Victor Ozerman. Yeah, they, so They want I. him. We, everyone knows they want him. They want to get rid of Gallagher and Broya to fund that deal to balance their FFP. I just think it's the obvious one. It might not happen now. It might happen. I think Osman to Chelsea is the most obvious transfer in the world. It might not even happen, but it looks like the most obvious thing. They need a goal scorer. They, that they and Mbappe to Real Madrid. Yeah, that as well. But Osman, just... yeah, they're willing to spend a lot of money, Chelsea, and then the sort of club that will go on. Because I think he has a 125 million release clause in his contract. About that, that, recently. Yeah. yeah, around that. So I think Chelsea are the ones that will pay for it. Because other it, yeah. country, no one in other countries will have that sort of money. It will only be the Premier League. and no, no, All the clubs need it. Like yeah, The exactly. only other team that can really do it and abide by FFP and get away with it, kind of, are you. And you have Erling Haaland, who is the better yeah. player. Another team that have stacks of money is Newcastle. They're struggling yeah. for FFP and they might need to sell a big name. So I've just gone for Yaka Biol of Udinese. Not a name many people would have heard of, but... He's a young centre-back. He's better than Jamal LaSalle's. And it just gives them that depth because once Cher or Botman get injured, they are they look like they're going to struggle with centre-half. Yeah, that's fair enough. For, for Newcastle, mine's more of a loan signing because I don't think this would, anyone will actually pay the money that City are asking for for Calvin Phillips. That's who I've gone for because City are asking for about £40 million. I don't think anyone's going to pay that. I think they're asking for a loan fee as well, about £7 million, But I think before the end of the window, I think City will just say, like, you need to go play on loan. And surely at some point, Phillips himself is going to want to go out on loan just, just to get, try and get himself into the England squad. I mean, he'll probably be there anyway because Southgate likes him. But more for the fact to at least try and get himself into contention. So even, he won't be starting. Like, I think everyone knows he won't be starting. But even just to be in contention, just to be an option. Because if he's not played football for what now? Pretty much 18 months, he's hardly played football. If he's now two years, he's not going to be anywhere near that England squad. Like, he might be the last man on the plane, but... He shouldn't. He's got he shouldn't to want to be more than that because the previous Euros, he was one of our best players. He was brilliant. Um, that that yeah. Euros, he was absolutely brilliant. And if you can so, find that form anywhere in the league, it'll yeah. be brilliant for England. It'll be brilliant for him. 
and wherever he goes, if it is Newcastle, if it's if he if he does get a move abroad to a Juve or something, I think Italy suits him perfectly. Yeah, I uh, there was no, a I reason he was Yorkshire Perlo. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think Newcastle would be a good move for him though, and I think with like uh, I think Joe Linton's out for a little bit. Not sure when he's back, but. I think in that midfield with like Bruno and Joe Linton, they sort of have the legs and I think that could sort of cover him a bit and he's not going to be so isolated. That's City he was asked to play as a lone six but like to cover for Rodri. And the attacking football that City play, he was left exposed and he couldn't do the job that Rodri did. And he's what just Fernandinho not that type of player, yeah, is he? Maybe yeah. if you look back at when he was at Leeds, yeah. they had Mateus Click absolutely yeah. running next to him and Adam Forshaw yeah. and that were always in there. Yeah. Uh, City... It's not got the same. It's not got the same the same legs in there. It's more creative players rather than players who are up and down. There's more individual like, yeah, responsibility, and he couldn't take that with his like the legs he doesn't have. Moving on to the the second half of the league, we'll probably spend a little bit less time because we'll probably. I mean, realistically, less. We don't want to waffle on for too long. We don't want to waffle on for too long. We'll talk about them a little bit. Yeah, and we also want these episodes to be about half an hour and if we start going on like in detail about Wolves signings and like Palace signings we are going to be here all day for Wolves yeah. I've gone for Danny Ings they need a striker he's Premier League proven he puts the ball in the back of the net and he'll do the job like whether it happened or not but I've seen a few links to, for him to like different he's clubs been and, he's been yeah. linked everywhere this, this yeah window, so yeah. it might happen he'll probably go somewhere so Danny Ings I've gone Gio Reyna from um, Dortmund they've been linked with him I don't think an out-and-out striker works for them anymore. We saw it with Diego Costa, with Sasha Kalajic, Fabio Silva, William Jose. Ever since Jimenez's injury, it's not been the same. And I think Cunha, and the, they're missing Huang Hee Chan at the moment, which is a big miss. But I just think an, a sort of off striker, a, not a typical striker, someone that can play false nine, is yeah. better for them than an out-and-out striker. Right. And moving on to Bournemouth... I might have been watching too much AFCON. I've gone for Azadine Unahi of Marseille. He scored a brilliant goal for Morocco the other day. He's always brilliant for Morocco. I think he's due a big move. Yeah. Uh, I've gone Gibbs-White. It's never going to happen, by the way. Bournemouth do not have this sort of money. However, I think Gibbs-White for Bournemouth, behind Solanke, as another option. They've got three really good good players in there with uh, Tavernier, Sinistera and... What's the third one? Cliver. 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 M3. He's the third one. Excellent. Us. But I think Gibbs White as well Matt, fits perfectly because M3, they float all about. He's that type of guy. He, he comes off the left, comes off the right, plays as a 10. Yeah, I think perfect in that system. But that is not we were happen. We were very lucky against Bournemouth at home on New Year's Eve. Them, them three behind Solanke run us absolutely ragged. And yeah. I get, and that, I think props to Iriola and what he's done at Bournemouth because they have been brilliant this season. Yeah, right, moving on to Fulham, I've gone for Harry Maguire. I think United fans want him out. I think United do want him out, but they can't get him anywhere. And Fulham have seen a lot of goals, so why not? Harry Maguire, I don't like him either, really, so let's get him over to Fulham. I've got the other end of the spectrum. Uh, this is my Armando Broya hit. I just think Jimenez, I slated him a little bit when I was talking about Wolves. I don't think he's consistent enough. He's at a bit of form recently for Fulham, but... I just don't think he's their solution. I think Broya would be absolutely brilliant there yeah. with players right. like Willian off of him. Speaking of strikers, Crystal Palace, Eddie and Ketia. I think it seems like they're sort of signing. Um, I think Ketia would need a move. I don't think he's a bad player, but he's not an Arsenal player, especially not as a main striker. The players right. that they used to have, the Van Persies, the Omaris, he's never going to be that. I mean, Jesus isn't good enough, let alone in Ketia. So I think Crystal Palace... like. They get some goals with Eduardo and Mateta. They hit some form and stuff, but I don't think either of them um, 
I really get the goal. His... So I think Nketiah might go there and do something, but I think that seems like the sort of thing they might do. Yeah, for his career, I think he needs to leave Arsenal because he will yeah. never and be the striker well, yeah. there. 100%. Who have you gone for? I've seen Palace. They've had a lot of success in recent years delving into the Championship, especially with Eze Alise. I've gone for Jonathan Rowe of Norwich. I just think yeah. if they can get him this January and enjoy them free before Alise or Eze go in the summer, or if they yeah. do manage to keep them, that will just it will sit them comfortably mid-table and they couldn't yeah. possibly even push for Europe. Right, for Forrest, I've gone Dean Henderson. I know he was there before, but... He was brilliant I think he's before. playing a bit for Palace. He was good there before, but Palace's main keeper is Sam Johnson when he's fit. But my reasoning is, I think both the Forest goalkeepers are rubbish, and I think Dean Henderson was... He was good when um, against City v Palace. And, um, yeah, I think he's a good goalkeeper, and I think Forest do need someone else because Turner and the other one, I can't say his name, Odysseys, whatever his name is. <laughs> Black them. Yeah, he's the one. Yeah, don't rate either yeah. of them. Like Forest. You. You're going to like this one. I've got Sam Adozzi. Help, he'll help them change system completely. They want to play a fourth. They want to play a three. He can play out left. He can play off the striker. I think him and Alanga, either side of Chris Wood, a Rigi, a Wanyi, whoever you play there. That is yeah, proper such CFA an underrated front three. Such an underrated front three. Yeah. Moving right, on to pro- Brentford. I've gone I've Jonathan gone Jack Rowe. Clark. You've gone Jonathan Rowe. I've gone Jack yeah. Clark. We've but- both gone... Young Similar sort of wingers. Left wingers. Yeah. One play for Spurs. One, I've already said. Yeah, let's move and on. And I think both could play for Brentford. Yeah, I agree. Everton, Jesse Lingard, free agent. I think it makes a bit of sense. I think that if he was to come back to England, he might be able to do something because obviously he's getting on a bit now and I don't really know. He's sort of just wasting his time doing nothing. I think he needs to come back now. A bit like what Barkley did. Like Barkley, obviously, it's a completely different situation, but Barkley was sort of doing nothing for a while. He's come back to Luton and he's put in some good performances. And I think Lingard can come to England, uh, come over to England, go to Everton and put in some performances and show the player that he was at United and what he was for them six months at West Ham when he was one of the best players in the league which was a strange time. Yeah. I think players like that need to just take the hit, like like Barkley did, like Townsend yeah. did, both for Luton. Exactly. They've both shown themselves. For yeah. Everton, I've got a bit different with their FFP. I've gone for Millwall, Zian Fleming. He, he was signed the same summer as Anthony for about 150 times cheaper, and he's been about 150 times better. So, And I just think... Abdullah Decore is too inconsistent in the 10. Yeah. And I just think he'll be slightly better. Fair enough. And, and you can get him on the cheap. Right, we're, into the bottom three. we're into the bottom three. No money around there. I've gone for George Tanner of Bristol City. He was brilliant against West Ham in the FA Cup the other night. Yeah. And probably during a move as well, playing that sort of thing against with, Premier League. With, so. um, with Tom Lockyer's situation and a couple of injuries at the back, it wouldn't help to bring in a bit of defensive cover. That's what I've gone for. Or have you gone for? Uh, I've gone for Maitland Niles. Uh, he's at Leon at the moment. Uh, not really sure how much, too much he's how much he's actually playing, but Leon are doing rubbish either way. So I think a low move back to the Premier League, he might be able to revive his, his uh, career again. And also they play a back five, and he can cover as a wing back. He can play in midfield, get a bit of energy in there with Barkley. So yeah, I think it wouldn't be a bad signing for them. But I don't think it, that's it, what it, it would only be a loan deal. Yeah, he's, he's a versatile yeah. player, and it would only be a loan deal because Luton have got no money. For Burnley, I've gone for Muduawu. I don't even know how you say his name. He plays for Wolfsburg. He's a fullback and they're linked to him. I don't really know who he is, but they need his fullback because Alderkill is an awful player. I was going to go for Tanganga before, but he's now gone to Millwall just before we recorded this. So, yeah, Muduawu, they're linked to him. I was Hopefully they sign him. Hopefully he's go... better than Alderkill. 
I was also going to go Tanganga. I think it made total sense. I've stuck at right back. I've gone for Thierry Correa of Valencia. They're struggling in the league. Are Valencia? They're very low down for where they normally are. They're, um, La Liga this season has been all over the place, and I do not rate Alvacil one bit. He is such a liability. Yeah. Not good at all, and I just think they need some cover there. Right, last, last and probably least. least. But yeah, uh, least. they're going down. Sheffield they need United. Uh, I've gone for Alberto Moreno. Um, they need a fullback, I think. I think Luke Thomas may have just gone back to Leicester. He has, yeah, he went back yeah, yeah, a few days ago. Right. And um, they have a bit of a link with uh, Villarreal at the moment. They just took um, Ferris and Diaz. So that might be the sort of thing they can do. And he's a Premier League player. I mean, he might not have been a very good Premier League player, but he was at a good side. So maybe at a lower down, he might be able to do something. But they need a miracle. So I think whoever they bring in with the money that they've got, it's, I don't think anything's going to change. I just think their defence, I mean, the midfield has been awful. Gustavo Harm has been okay, but Souza. Jay's McAtee's they, done well. Jay, mm, kind of. He scored, he scored a nice goal. There you go. I think, I think for they, what I think for what he's playing in, he's done well. He's playing as a ten yeah. in a very defensive team that never has the ball. I think since Wilder came back, they've looked a lot better. They've looked yeah. competitive in games. They're like they're playing under a manager they want to but play I under. Still, I still don't think. I just think their defense is too weak. I don't like Austin Trusty, so I've gone for Brian Porteous of Watford. He's only yeah. twenty-four. He won't cost them much, and he was brilliant when he was up in Scotland. Right. Well, that is it. Um, that is what we've gone different, for. Then let us know. But I think we've gone for some fairly decent signings. I mean, if any of them will actually happen, I think Arsenal and Tony is a possibility. Chelsea and Austin, men. I mean, that's probably will happen. Whether it will be in January, I mean, you never know with Chelsea. They could just spend money literally out of nowhere. It could probably happen tomorrow out of, out of nothing. Um, but yeah, I think there's a chance yeah, that something could happen. Even then, similar sort of players might happen. But yeah, at the moment, that, apparently, there's not really been. There's not really been many signings so far, and it's quite hard just to pick one for every club. I mean, it'll be similar sort of players, I think, because we tried to pick sort of positions and areas and types of players that will come into the system. But yeah, I think um, with all the stinginess of FFP, a lot of teams are being very careful with the money yeah. they spend, and like we're loading well, yeah. up so many players and selling. Oh so yeah, many clubs players. now realise because obviously City have been charged, and Everton and Forest, obviously Everton have got their points deduction and. Everton and Forest are getting whatever they're getting now. But they won't be the only clubs in the league that know they've done something wrong or have done something wrong in the past. And that's why clubs now, you'll see a lot of them not spending a lot of money and trying to clear their books as quickly as possible because they know FFP are on it now. Because obviously it's all to do with the independent regulator and they don't want that. So now the Premier League are trying to say that, oh, we've got it under control. We'll, we'll deduct points when necessary and stuff. This is all just to prove a point. The same as the City thing. It literally came in as soon as the government threatened. It was like, oh, quickly, let's go and charge them because we have them there. We can go to that. Obviously, that's got to go to court, so who knows what's going to happen there. But, um, yeah. yeah. Should we move on to should the we, game? Should we, should we play our game? Yeah. Actually, just before that, I wanted to ask you a couple of your thoughts on a couple of the games on this weekend. Just a couple of big teams. I think Bournemouth-Liverpool is quite an interesting game. How, how do you think that's going to go? Just a little prediction. I think that could be either an absolute hounding, an absolute pasting from Liverpool. I, I think even without Salah, they'll have that quality just to walk past them. Yeah. But oh yeah, if that doesn't happen, I think Bournemouth could pull off a hell of an upset and really throw a yeah. spanner in the works at the top of the table. I honestly think um, a two-all draw. I think that's quite valid. I, I probably would have said it would be a high-scoring game. Yeah. I'd probably um, go two-all. Yeah, Liverpool are 
depleted. No Salah, obviously. Trent out. Robertson's on his way back, as you said earlier. Simicass out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's not back for this game. Endo's um, away at the Asian Cup. Schlobber slides a doubt. He's been injured and he might not be playing. So they are depleted. They are down to the bare bones. And I think that they will struggle. And Bournemouth are in very, very good form at the moment. Solanke is firing. So if that continues, then... If, yeah. if, they tur- if Bournemouth turn up, that'll be a big, big test for a depleted Liverpool side. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And one more about... game. Go on. Go on. I was just saying about Monday Night Football. I think that could be a hell of a game. There's a lot of players missing for both Brighton yeah. and Wolves. They've yeah. got, both got a lot of injuries. And mm-hmm. like especially Brighton, they're missing a lot of players through both Af- um, African and Asian games with Matoma and Adingra, although they are both injured anyway. But they've yeah. both got a lot of injuries. I think for that game, I'm going to go 2-1 Brighton. I think they'll just have enough and at home. But they always concede as well. So, But I think if, if Huang was there for Wolves, I think that'll be a completely different story. But he is their main goal for it. And I'm not sure where they're scoring more than one or two goals. I know they did the other night, but it's a cup game. It's, it's, it's a completely different situation. Everyone goes all out. But I think in a league game, going away to Brighton, I don't see them scoring more than one. But I'll go for 2-1. I'm I'm thinking it's going to be three 0 Wolves. Pedro Neto has just come wow. back. If he can capture that form, Pedro Neto, Matias Cunha, Paulo Sarabia, they've got Jonrik Nabella yeah. in the midfield, who has been brilliant. And I just see so many people missing for Brighton. Yeah, and I think nah. they're going to struggle. Honestly, Brighton games. Honestly, like anything can happen from them winning six nil to losing like five one. Honestly, who knows? But. They yeah. don't keep clean sheets. That's all I know. But they always score goals. It's normally entertaining anyway. Last game. It's, it's always entertaining. Arsenal Palace. This isn't normally a game that you say, oh, good game. But Arsenal, a couple of defeats in a row now. Is it three in a row? Two in the league and then the FA Cup game as well. Three in a row. Yeah, three in a row, two in the league, the FA Cup game. Only a draw before that as well. They're winless yeah. in four. Yeah, they got one win in seven. So this is a big game for Arsenal. I mean, Palace at home, you'd say that's a win, but what they did against City as well, Palace, 2-0 down and they came back in that game. So I don't think it will be easy for them and Arsenal will be feeling the pressure right now. They're, what are they now? How many points are they off of the league now? They're five points behind Liverpool and they're three behind City. Not long ago, they were, trying, they were trying to say that City were out the race. Now they're the ones three behind. If they wasn't to win this game, they'd be behind. If they was to draw, they'd be two behind City, four behind Liverpool. And if they was to lose that game... They'd stay where they are and they could go eight off the top and six away from City. Who They're only a point ahead of us. They're only a point yeah. ahead of us. I know. I know they do have a game crazy. in hand, but with all of our injuries, oh, yeah, and I anything don't trust them to happen. win any of their game. And that's their game in hand on Saturday. So I still they, think, um, turn up I still think, I think they're going to win. Yeah, I think having said that, yeah, I agree. I think they will I win. Think, and I think they'll win comfortably this weekend. I think they'll turn it yeah. around. I think Arteta's going to want to put his foot down. And I think yeah. it's going to be at least 4-0. Yeah. I, I think, think it's going I to think, be an absolute haste. Yeah. I think 3-0. And I think because, because of their break, they've had a nice break now. They had the tough run of fixtures. Not as in terms of the teams they played. Obviously, they played Liverpool. But Fulham and West Ham, we had a tough. But as in how the games went, how they played and the results. They had a tough run. But I think that break, they probably had a bit of time off. They would have had... They might have like gone some hot weather training somewhere or they might have just stayed and just done some chilled sessions and then they would have got into it and they would be solely focused just on preparing for this game for a good like two weeks now. So yeah. there's no reason they shouldn't go out at home in front of their own fans and win that game pretty comfortably. They need to for their season, I feel. 100%. Right, time for five aside. 
Right, how this is going to work, as I said earlier, we're going to pick one defender from any of the games on the weekend, two midfielders and two attackers. You can only pick one person per game, though. Obviously, this weekend, it's there's perfect. only five games. So it works out pretty easily. We're just going to pick one player from every single game. For the defenders, they can get goals, assists or clean sheets. They get one point for every single one that they do. Obviously, it's mostly clean sheets. And then for midfielders and attackers, they also get one for assists and goals because we're not going to count clean sheets for them. I know it does on FPL for midfielders, but if we pick like a, say if we pick like a De Bruyne when City are playing, I'm not counting him if he's playing as like a number 10 and then City get yeah. a clean sheet. Like just defenders it's, it's, makes it's it a bit easier. Point. Yeah, it's a cheap point. And it, but we had clean sheets in for the defenders because they're not going to get a load of goals and assists. So it might be pointless picking them. But to make it a five inside, Obviously, there's no goalkeeper, but that's kind of a bit of a pointless pick. So, yeah, it's a tough right. pick, especially when there's only. And we're gonna and we're gonna do it in like a draft style. So if one of us picks someone, then the other person can't pick them, and we'll do one goes first. So like I'll go. Say if I go first, then you'll go first on the next pick, just to make it fair. Yeah, and we'll we'll go in order of the games on this weekend, just for this one, just to make it easier. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. Arsenal right. Palace. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. For the first you pick. I'm gonna go second. Yeah. All right. Well, my Arsenal pick then is my first midfielder. And I've gone for Martin Odegaard against Palace. That's that's valid. Yeah. I um, I didn't really want to go for an attacker because they're a bit out of form. And I think Odegaard, he has a goal in him and he might take a penalty because Saka doesn't always take it. So I think there's a chance there. And assists as well. I've, I've gone for Bukayo Saka. I want my attacker there. I think that they're going to walk past him. I think Saka's yeah. getting at least two and maybe an assist yeah. in there. So I'm just going to yeah. go for Saka. I think I could be, I could be in trouble there, but I'm happy with the attackers I've gone for and I'm hoping you haven't picked either of them. Um, if we do it... So the next game on the Saturday... Brentford uh, Forest. Brentford Forest. So what have you gone for? Because this could throw a spanner in the works. I've taken my defender from this game. Yep. And I've gone for Murillo. I don't think Tony is going to perform Ooh. on his return. They've got no Burma, they've got that. no Visser. I've gone for Murillo because he, although we're just doing it on clean sheets, I think Forest, yeah. they are not great away from home, but Brentford have been poor recently. Also, that Murillo, I think he's a threat at set pieces. And also, he goes on some mazy runs from the back. I remember one of them, I think think... it was against Palace. He had a mazy run and then smashed one off the bar, I think, or the post. Yeah. And yeah, watching that on like a Monday night and I was thinking, bloody yeah, what sort of yeah. centre-back is that? So, yeah, I've got Murillo. Got my defender um, out of the way. I've taken my attacker and I've gone for Ivan Tony. I think he's going to come back with a bang. Um, I really do believe that. And I'm pretty worried the fact that City are going to have to be the only Premier League team that are going to have to play him twice <laughs> from now to the end That's... of the season because of our rescheduled games. So, I mean, I'd rather he fit. plays at Brentford and plays us twice rather than him go to Arsenal and possibly help them win the league. But either way, he always scores against us. And yeah. last season at the Etihad, he absolutely ruined us before the World Cup. So, but yeah, I've gone for I've gone for Tony. It's a very safe pick with my first tackle. So, um, moving on, Sheffield United Sunday, against Sheffield United West, West Ham. Ham. Me to go first, and my midfielder I'm going to go for is James Ward Prowse. Oh, that's not what I was expecting. No, you probably expected me to go Jared Bowen. I'm guessing. No, because he's injured. Um, I thought you were actually going to go James McAtee. No. I thought no because I think Bowen might be back quicker than we think Apparently, he might be he might he's, be he's in contention but I did that was the main reason I didn't pick him but also I'm happy with my attackers and hopefully I can have them both 
But yeah, Ward Prowse. Uh, I mean, corners and free kicks. Like his set piece, are unbelievable. Yeah. There's so many chances for assists there. And then he's not scored a free kick for West Ham yet. And it's a surely it's about it's time coming. that he gets it's coming. So it's coming. It's coming. And I think this is a good chance against Sheffield United. I think there's a chance there. If you I think for. there's an upset on the cards. So I've gone for Archer up front. For, um, yeah, he scores as well. He scored a few goals. Sheffield United. He's got a couple of goals this season. And I just think there's an upset on the cards there. Not much else to say yeah. about it. I just think Fair there's enough. an upset. Right. Due to like go the big game, I think. Liverpool. I'm Who've taking Harvey Elliott. He might not start, even if he doesn't. When he comes off the bench, he always seems mm. to make an impact. I agree. And I think without Salah there, he'll yeah. be the one to step <clears throat> up. Yeah. Well, I've gone for a Bournemouth player. I've taken my second attacker. It's Dominic Solanke. The man in form. I'm hoping he's available. He is available, right? He should be available. I can't yeah. see why he wouldn't he should, be. I know he should be knock. available. But, but he's all right. Yeah. Him and Tony up front. I'm pretty happy with that. Wall Prowse and Odegaard. Not got my defender yet. But I know I can have my defender. So my team's going to be locked. Yeah. And I'm pretty happy with what I've So I've is mine. For. So is mine. Yeah. I'm happy with mine. Yeah. It's, I'm pretty surprised there was no um, mix overs. I thought the Tony one when I couldn't go first on that time. I was a bit worried. But yeah. For this one, Solanke. He's in for me scoring goals. And I think out of him and Tony, I've got to have some goals there, surely. Yeah. Right. Monday Night Football. Brighton Wolves. Who are you going for for Bournemouth Liverpool? Harvey Elliott. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah, went yeah. first. My bad. I thought I went first because I, I was nah. thinking you were going to go Solanke. Yeah, no. Nah, no, nah, you're, you're first here. Yeah. Right. Both. Last pick. Who do you want? Who's your defender? So, my defender in this Wolves. team, I've gone for Estu Pinyan. I think he's back. I mean, he scored against us a few weeks ago. Yeah. Not much say, more to say about that. Ago, and I think he scored in the cup the other day as well. I think he scored a couple of goals recently. He so, did, yeah, um, he did. I'm hoping that's what he's going to continue because, yeah, he's not a clean sheet pick at all because, like I said earlier, Brian conceded a lot of goals. But going forward, and with Matoma out, he might be a big threat on that left side because he is anyway and I think they're going to need him a lot more. He's got a goal yeah. in him. He's got assists in him. Yeah, I'm just hoping for a return. So my team is done. Estu Pinyan's at the back. Odegaard, Ward-Prowse and then Solanke and Tony as the strikers. What are you yeah, going for? I've gone for Jean-Rick Nabella-Gard from Wolves. I think he's going to be a rock in the middle in that game. And I think he's going to just dictate it. I don't like the look of Brighton at the moment. Yeah. And I just think it's an easy win. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. You agree? You think an easy win for Wolves? Yeah. No, I agree he's going to have an impact, but I don't agree it's going to be an easy win for Wolves. Yeah, right. right. Well, that wraps that up. Yeah. That wraps that Week up. Week one. Um, yeah, week one is done. We'll be back again next week where we look back on what we've done and, yeah, we'll have to make predictions again. for the week after and we'll go again and we'll have a different topic for you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Speak soon, and, guys. Yeah, speak soon. Cheers. See you later.